Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Elder Geek Game Club. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and joining me, as always, is the editor and owner of ElderGeek.com, Randy Asenchak. Randy, how are you doing today? Doing all right. This is, I think this is our first morning recording that we've done in a really long time. Yes, and you get to, you get the as always uh <laughs> And I get title. the as always. <laughs> Phil normally gets the as always. Yes, Phil, Phil could not be with us uh, this, this time around. He's got some family obligations this weekend, but uh, he submitted uh, a lot of thoughts for the game, which we'll read later in the show. Uh, and this time around, we have a very special guest joining us, uh, Chris Gian from HyperDuck Soundworks. Chris, Hi welcome guys. to the show, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for getting up so early. Oh, no, this, uh, <laughs> this is no problem. <laughs> On a Saturday, it's, the, yeah, it, it's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's the anyway. weekend. It's definitely a problem if you're getting up early on the weekend. I'm in. I'm like pretty much in old man mode now, where like <laughs> I no longer can stay up late on the weekends. I'm like out by eleven, and so I, I wake up at like seven o'clock in the morning, and I have all like my game time from like seven to ten before my family gets up. So uh, genius. So this worked out perfectly. So. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm really excited about this show because we've been we've been accidentally putting it off for so long because. Chris is in Ireland, and we're here in New Jersey, and just syncing up our time schedule has just been kind of a nightmare. So we've been telling everybody, yeah. like, hey, we're going to be talking about dust next week, <laughs> we're going to be talking about dust next week, <laughs> and then it never happened. And then the one time we thought we were all synced up, and I felt like such a jerk, I had said uh, nine, and Chris had thought we were talking about nine in the morning, and then I was, like, <laughs> rolling up to my desk, and Chris was, like, ready to roll, and I was like, I got work, I'm really sorry, but we're not recording right now. <laughs> I felt like oh, such man. an ass. But uh, it's fine. I yes. think we all uh, we all miscalculated multiple <laughs> times, like so. But we're here now. It's all good. It's yep. all good. Yep. And we are going to be talking about uh, Dust and Elysian Tale uh, this time yep. around. Uh, and just if you're listening, if you haven't finished the game yet, we're going to keep it relatively spoiler free. So don't worry about uh, having anything ruined for you. We're not going to get into any major plot stuff uh, as far as that goes. So don't turn us off, please. <laughs> just play a really loud uh, car horn if there's any you know yeah spoilers yeah, yeah. just over it that was a good one so a uh, little background on the game um dust uh it's a 2d action side scroller and it's got some light kind of rpg elements to it uh including you know you can build out your your uh, abilities with talent points and it's got side quests stuff like that um the game was designed and programmed by one guy uh dean dodrell uh, he had previously worked uh, on artwork and cinematics for Jazz Jack Rabbit 2. And uh, he was in the process or planning a, a, of making a, an animated film called An Elysian Tale. Um, and then I guess at some point he decided to go and make it a game instead. Uh, he assumed the game was going to take about three months to complete, and it actually took three and a half years, which as a programmer I completely uh, can relate. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And uh, initially, uh, I think he was planning on releasing it as an Xbox Live indie game, um, but then won the Dream Build Play Challenge in 2009, which is uh, uh, you know done by Microsoft and got their attention. And then they decided to release it as a, a full-fledged uh, Xbox Live arcade game, uh, which it came out on in uh, August of 2012, and then released uh, just recently on Steam uh, in May of 2013. And uh, the soundtrack, of course, was done by HyperDuck Studios. These HyperDuck guys. <laughs> and and Alexander Brandon was on the pro was on the project too. Yeah. Yeah, he did uh, some awesome work. Um, I think he actually was um, there uh, before we actually came on the project. Um, and, like, I, I think he was quite busy with stuff, so he wasn't able to, like, 
do the full thing. Um, and Dean has was doing it out of pocket as well. So like I, me and Dan basically went in. You know, we we had like, we had no portfolio. <laughs> That's the word. Uh, so <laughs> it was like, how am I gonna convince this guy to like bring us on board for this game? Because it looks really good. I was like, this team. Because I didn't think it was just one guy. I was like, this team must just be laughing at the fact that I'm trying to contact them about working with them. Oh, so and, you contacted uh, them. Yeah, yeah, I contacted Dean. I found him on uh, the NeoGAF forums. Oh, and, nice. Um, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll do a, a tiny wee bit before that, actually. Uh, what happened was, um, uh, it was 2009, I think it must have been 2009, pretty late on in the fall. And um, I was on uh, like forums like the TigSource forums and NeoGAF forums, um, MDD, or ModDB, com you know just just everywhere where developers are um jotting down all their development log information and uh essentially you know sitting with games that aren't you know ready to go yet but do need more members and um i was just like flat out you know just trying to get anything at all like and um i uh in the, the space of one week i picked up zero gear um Trashman, which became Ares and uh Dust and Elysian Tail. Like all within the one week and um Dude, that must have been a hell of a week. That was yeah. Well we did like at that point we were like, Oh yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. Cool. I guess we'll do some music for these, that's cool. Uh, but we didn't <laughs> think about you know how amazing these games were gonna like be, you know. Um we didn't it didn't really sink in because we were like in university and we we're still, you know, coming up the exam time in, in like a sort of early spring and we just weren't really it was like cool yeah 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 we'll do that but like you know like help me with my exam piece right now and that uh, so we weren't really like you know jumping up and down excited because we didn't really know what it was yet either like you know we just knew that we wanted to do work for these games so cutting ahead you know uh contacted dean i was like dean blah 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 i'd like to you know audition for your game um and show you like i'll, I'll write something with for you within 24 hours whatever you you know just give me some reference and I'll write something like that. So he gave me a, a reference from, it was a... It's on a post-it the, somewhere in your office. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere over here. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be any of these, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, um, it was basically like, a, I think it was um, Higher Gregs and Williams, uh, like, um, battle piece from Metal Gear Solid 3 game. and he didn't even give me the full tune he gave me like like 55 seconds or something they just cut in straight away and then like ended like really abruptly and I was like okay it was like yeah just like something like something in there just whatever and I was like that's that's interesting referencing uh, I'll definitely go ahead with that and uh, I came back 24 hours later with that and um, another piece which he asked you ever you know the Ease 3 Ease 4 games it's kind of got that kind of yeah yeah like rock and roll glittery like piano sounds and like so i came back with uh about his forest theme and uh short fuse the very next day i came back and handed them over and he was like they're they need a, a wee bit of work but essentially you're in and then that was that was the rest of it afterwards and then three months later he was like oh yeah i won rebuild play i was like what <laughs> that's awesome yeah, so like he's a, but he's a powerhouse. Like you know, the fact that he did that, it was actually, I thought it was three and a half years as well, Stephen. But it was actually 
it was we were on the project for three and a half years, mm-hmm. but he was already working on it well before then. Oh, like okay. he, he'd been working. I think it must have been near four years before he'd actually finished. Wow. And then if you add on like the last year, because he actually hasn't stopped working since he came out back in October, mm-hmm. October. Um, you're saying yeah, and he hasn't stopped working since then, and like he's still he's winding down now. He's working on something else, which I can't say what it is. Oh, but, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, he. Like, he's only recently started to do things that aren't dust. Like, I'm talking the last fortnight, you know, that yeah. he's stopped working on it. I imagine well, he's like got to do some patching and stuff like, things like that as well. Yeah. 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 Well, he well, did like, some pretty sizable improvements afterwards. There was there was some complaints yeah, about, like, the portfolio, or not the portfolios, the portraits on the Xbox Live yeah. version of the people talking. And they were yeah. saying, like, oh, there's, like, an HD version of it on, on the Steam version of it. So, yeah. I mean, he's clearly doing a ton of stuff after, after release, which is admirable. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he really cares about it. Like you know, it's his baby, you know, and I think um, I think the fans as well like really like. I mean, who doesn't like it? Whenever the developer goes, okay, I hear your problem, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sort it out, you know. Yeah. So like, you do get that sense that he is listening to you whenever you know you file a genuine complaint. So he's good. He's good. I mean, you know, I don't know how he's still alive. Uh, he actually. <laughs> Yeah, he had a his his wife had a, a baby in the last two weeks of crunch just before we were about to hand dust over for XBLA, and uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like Microsoft send out a babysitter or something, you know, help this guy out, like just help him out. But um, he was uh, he didn't get. I don't think he got to see his kid for like a few days after wow. he was born, or you know, the hangout of his kid because he had to like just finish this up. But uh, he's had plenty of time since, so. You know. Good. Okay. I was gonna say he's got he's got to payback time from that. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> That's a lifetime of uh, good presence right there. How long anyway, did it go. take you to uh, you know to do this? <clears throat> like you did the soundtrack total. Like how long did that take you to to do all that? Um. Well, like, I guess um you could say over three and a half years. I guess because like, but it wasn't like three and a half years flat out. You know, right? I mean, like. We would go, um, we go maybe three three months at the very most, where we wouldn't be working with Dean because he'd be catching up um, with all the because he had he had like you know our work essentially had like four times as much work as what we had to do. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know he's got his art, he's got his animation, he's got to review all the auditions for the voices, he's got to give me feedback like constant feedback and new referencing for sound effects and music and look at the story with Alex Kane, the writer um, and just you know just this list while still making the whole game as well so like um, uh, it would go like you know say two or three months with nothing from Dean and then you know you're talking near half a year flat out with Dean mm-hmm. just week to week just constantly giving him stuff and he was constantly giving it was really easy working with him because he, he knows what he wants, but he's this kind of guy, he knows what he wants, but he's not, like, clutching to it, you know? Mm. It's not like, it has to be exactly like this song. He's like, it'll go, I like this song, I like this about it, but I like what you guys do, so, you know, there's a certain point where he just went, now you know what I like, you guys go and do the rest, I trust you. Dude, so that's got to be like... the best kind of creative director to be working with right there, instead of, yeah. you know, nitpicking or nickel and diamond yes for, like, every tiny yeah. little edit along the way. That's great yeah. to hear, man. Yeah, especially He's considering, like you said, this is his baby and how much of it he was invested yeah. in. To be able right? to let go of certain things is, is pretty uh, admirable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that takes a, a good sense of leadership, I think, to be able to go, I don't know 
as much as you know about this particular area of expertise and then just let them go with it like so we're very lucky i think he's, he's the best guy we could have asked to work with like you know the best introduction to sort of sort of being in a game development team i think I, I think as far as like introductions into the game development scene, you guys probably picked a pretty good one because the game itself <laughs> has won like <clears throat> tons of awards. The soundtrack has even won tons of awards. Mm. So I mean, yeah, it's crazy. He's like, um, yeah, <laughs> it has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're really lucky. Like, um, we have pinched ourselves a good few times. Like, but um. We we've just taken advantage of the popularity and just kept our heads down. We haven't really ever stopped working since we finished Dust at all. We would take a, a occasional like weekend away to somewhere in Ireland to get sloshed for a bit and uh, just come back and, <laughs> and get to it. Like, but I mean, uh, yeah, no, we're very lucky. I, I don't think it would have been as enjoyable a ride to where we are now if we hadn't have met Dean and he hadn't have said yes let us let's do this you know that's I think pretty... I think it would have been tough that's... a lot more difficult if I getting to do dust you know fill me in on the timeline you guys also did like because a lot of people know the Hoy Small Fry track from uh, the 25th yeah. anniversary song or uh, album from uh, Zelda was that yeah. did you do that after dust or before or like same time or um, let me tell you right now. Just... <laughs> let me check my notes. <laughs> I will, no, because I, I can just tell you the exact date on the remix folder. Uh... <laughs> Were you a big remixer before then? No, no, no. Um, not at all. Uh, yeah, it's not there. But I can guess. Um, <laughs> I think uh, that was 2010, wasn't it? I think okay. It was 10... I'm not really sure. Um, I'm trying to think, because like... We were still definitely, we were still definitely writing music for Dust whenever we were doing that, you know. Yeah. Um, like uh, we uh, wrote, we did a lot of like it wasn't just flat out Dust, you know. We did a lot of projects um, amongst that time, you know. So it was like it's kind of like not really juggling, but like you know, whenever Dean had a bit of downtime for music, where he was like, okay, I don't need you guys for a couple of weeks, just uh, letting you know ahead of time. And we would use that time, and we would go ahead, and um, it was 2011. Boom. There you go. <laughs> 2011 uh, in November, I think. Um, so, yeah, it was, like, kind of coming up to the point where, because, like, you know the way people say, you know, the, the easiest part of the game is, like, the first 90%, or, like, the hardest part of the game is the last 10% or something like that? I mm-hmm. can imagine. Uh, there's that there's that saying um that's really really true <laughs> uh, because um dean didn't start the last 10 percent until i would say just uh you're talking probably december 2011 january time 2012 yeah yeah i think that's about right mm. um so like you know that's whenever it started to go crazy um and i think uh, we just finished how small fry because we actually had so much downtime at that point, we had <laughs> we weren't looking for any jobs, like because we were just expecting dust, like the the eruption for the last ten percent to happen. Right. Uh, so we were like, let's just wait for it, because it's gonna happen, um, and it did happen. But uh, that 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 was the time whenever we just got together. It, it took, I think it took like five days to put Poi Small Fry together, start to finish. Hmm. So, um, but it was that was that was a lot of fun to put together actually. Um, it was kind of unlike. If you ever uh, listen to it, and uh, if you go and listen to the 
staff credits from Wind Waker. It's kind of the same thing, but it, it takes a bit of a tangent, but it's kind of just, you know, a re-instrumented version of that in a way. And it just throws in lots of other wee bits from other Zeldas. There's a wee bit of, what, what was it? Um, Ocarina of Time. Tiny wee bit of Ocarina of Time in it. That's just awesome. Itty bitty bit. All right, and I don't, I don't want to get weird. us too further off the tangent, but you, you just got you just got done doing uh, Rain Slick. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, um, Rain Slick uh, finished must have been about two months ago, I think. Yeah. Um, Are you working yeah. on anything good right now that you're allowed to talk about? Um, we've been doing lots of music, lots of new music for um, Kingdom Rush Two, um, mm-hmm. and we've got we're getting the the default Kingdom Rush 2, like Kingdom Rush Frontiers soundtrack ready to release, plus the expansion stuff, which is coming, and then there's going to be more Kingdom Rush music written uh, later on in the year. And um, I'm doing a crazy amount of work on a game called um, Under the Ocean, uh, which is by um, Paul Greasley and uh, Mike... Um, how do you say his name? Right, Reitzenstein? Mike Reitzenstein. You did a yeah. better job than anybody else on this show ever probably would have. <laughs> we, we notoriously butcher people's last names. In fact, before I, the show, here's before the show, I was like, I, I sent an email to Steve and Phil. I was like, here's Chris pronouncing his own last name. I was like, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you just link him to the uh, YouTube video? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, yeah. here it is. Here's Chris pronouncing his own last name. Let's not fuck it up. Yeah, I, I, listen, yeah. I listened to it about 12 times. <laughs> Your last name is easy compared to some of oh, the, you yeah, know, yeah. to like a lot of the Japanese names that'll that'll appear on the show. But you also did this this really cool elite uh, outro music for uh, for this small site called ElderGeek.com, and uh, if people wanted to listen to it, you can go to your hyper uh, your uh, your Bandcamp. Uh, no, wait, not Bandcamp. Your yeah, Bandcamp channel. Uh, SoundCloud. No, I'm getting it wrong. SoundCloud. 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 Thank you. Yes. Yeah. SoundCloud channel. It's uh, what is it? SoundCloud.com forward slash. I should. Why do I not know these things? Just I right think I think it's Hyperduck Soundworks. Is is your forward slash? We'll link to it uh, on the uh, in the show well, notes. Yeah, we'll uh, link it. yeah, that's cool. But just click on that and then just play his entire SoundCloud. <laughs> on loop. Just do All that. The just let it go. You you know what's funny is like on SoundCloud you hit play one time and you think you're just gonna listen to that one track and then SoundCloud's like you're done but I'm not done playing music for you and it literally yeah. just goes straight down the list for you yeah yeah that could be a bit of a nightmare I was playing a really I was playing uh, the music from The Last of Us uh, it's really nice and uh, I just left it on while I went to do some dishes and then all of a sudden like this happy hardcore like mad thing a Gangnam Style came on and like like the music from Last of Us is like pretty mellow and nice guitar mm-hmm. and I had it cranked because I was like yeah you know I can have a blast into the house a wee bit I can't have Gangnam Style blasting through the house that's just my number one rule so I had, to, I had to run from the kitchen it's like no hit the big red button stop it but um yeah Sound like a bit a bit annoying like that, I think. <laughs> it's whenever the artist kind of like throws in a track from another artist. They're like, "Oh, I really like this song." And you're like, "Yeah, this yeah." Not anything like your stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a weird mix that they've done that. Yeah, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make you discover more music, but it's like, no, don't. <laughs> I'll do my own some, research. <laughs> I found some new stuff from from people because of that, but uh, not much. Like you said, it is kind of annoying when it, it kind of breaks that flow, and you're like, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. 
it should be a it should be a separate function. You know, it shouldn't it shouldn't sort of intervene in your your listening session. If you're dedicated to one kind of type of music and yeah. you want to sit back and you're you're coding or you're writing or whatever, you know, you don't want it something flying in there. It's like I don't know Swedish folk music. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So. Now we're gonna get uh, so. one star reviews from all the. Uh... Swedish folk music musicians that listen to the show. <laughs> My friend really loves. He's a, he's a proper Swedish uh, Viking lad, and he he really loves. Um, have you, did you ever meet Matthias? No. Mat- uh-uh. Yeah. Well, you will eventually if he ever bothers to come back to America. But he loves the Swedish folk music, so hopefully he doesn't listen to this. He will, he will slap me. I love I love Swedish folk music, Matthias. Don't hit me. Anyway. We actually do have a. It's really kind of funny. Like if you look at our following, you can you can map it out on YouTube. If you if you look at like our our demographics, and it's like U.S., England, Australia, but then like shortly thereafter, we have like a huge Scandinavian following. Just really, for, yeah. For some awesome. reason, Scandinavia loves us. So um, that's all. Okay. That's all mods. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's all mods. But uh, huge. Just uh, erase that bit I said about Swedish <laughs> folk music. Oh, no, no, no. We don't edit on this show. <laughs> yeah, it all, all goes up. Editing, that's for people with time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, do you, we, I got a little bit of notes just to kind of talk about the gameplay and the plot of the game. Again, keeping it sure. spoiler-free, but just, just to give people listening who may not have played um, just an idea of what, what's going on in the game. Uh, you play as Dust. Uh, you're, you're a man who has lost his memories. <clears throat> and you're teamed up with this uh, sentient sword. It's called the Blade of Ara. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah. and, or Ara, I guess, maybe is probably a little more <laughs> emphasis on that second syllable. Uh, and the uh, <laughs> the guardian of the sword is, is a small fairy-type uh, creature called uh, Fidget. And yeah. um, you're set out on this journey to kind of, you know, help this war-torn uh, country and uh, kind of... Uh, regain your memories as you go. Um, Dust has a series of uh, hack and slash style moves, um, and you can perform really powerful combos uh, with fidget. Um, like you spin your sword around, and she'll shoot stuff, and it all gets kind of blasted all over the place. Uh, and uh, you can kind Mayhem. of rack up your combo meter as you hit more enemies and, and uh, get more points uh, and experience points as, as a result. Um, and speaking of which, the game does have some RPG like stuff going on in it you can upgrade your stats with those points uh it's got uh, a crafting system uh where you can craft gear and items it's got the vendor who i think is a bit of a uh nod to the resident evil 4 vendor a little bit yeah yeah it is yeah yeah. there's there's lots of wee nods in dust yeah Yeah. that is definitely that's exactly where it's from yeah and i guess you know we joke on the show because historically i think we've called games metroidvania we've used that (laughs) term way too many times on the show but the game is heavily inspired by that style in which it's you know it's a 2d platformer and uh areas of the the world are inaccessible until you unlock new abilities um through leveling up your character or or uh, obtaining new items um so that's pretty much sums up the game i think in a nutshell without going into too much detail yeah that is that's pretty much it man uh so. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of add anything to that. That was that was a great interview. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys later. <laughs> well, now we go into the critique portion of the show. Are you gonna, are you gonna be able to say anything bad about it, Chris? Or are you gonna be like, no, the game's perfect. 
<laughs> Beginning uh, to end. <laughs> I can say I can say what I want. So all right. Um I'm not I'm not afraid of Dean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I gotta admit, you know, before I kinda give my two cents, I did not get a chance to finish it, but I did play like a giant chunk of the game. Um enough to be able to say that I got a feel of it. Yeah. And I can say that uh, you know, I, I really like the story, I, I like the gameplay, I love the exploration of it. Um my only big beef with the game is that it's a little um it's a little front heavy or it's a little slow in the beginning, you know, and it, it takes a good I want to say like 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes before you really kind of get rolling on on the game. Yeah. And uh which is which is kind of weird for uh, a Metroidvania type game, whereas you know that style of gameplay typically throws you right into the action and like, yeah, here's your sword, go kill stuff, and then yeah. we'll fill in the story as you go along. Eventually, maybe you know. Um, yeah. But this is this is very much like, okay, here's the story. Sit down, you know, grab a cup of coffee or some popcorn because you're in for a ride. Yeah. Um. So the story is really cool from what I've I've gone through so far, and. Um, you know, but but like I said, I think people who are expecting it to be pure action heavy might be a little thrown off by that. So I guess expect yeah. that if you're going into it. Um, I think that's the like the light RPG elements that he talks about. You know, or you know, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. get you to sit back and drink in a bit of the story. It's a weird yeah. like it's a weird mesh of things. It's like the thing I find whenever you know Dane tries to describe the game, and like he does describe it well. But like, um, I guess. Everybody, because you'll see, you know, Metroidvania, side-scroller, platformer with RPG elements, and then you, you look at that, but you don't really know how to gauge mm-hmm. what percentage of which, of, of each one is, you know, part of the game. Like, is it more Metroidvania? Is it more RPG? Yeah. You know, so you, you go in with your own expectations of that. That's what I, I kind of find as well. Like, yeah. Because I didn't expect, I same as you, like, I didn't expect, you know, the kind of to sit back and drink in the story but you know as much as there would be but then, yeah 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 i would say for people who are kind of thinking of a numeric value i would say about 70 percent action 30 percent story you know yeah, with yeah. of course the, the um you know the the uh, leveling up and stuff i do think um, it helps though that the uh my own just to interject my own yeah, kind man. of opinion uh, is that the the story is really good uh, yeah yeah and, and you get into it pretty quickly and you know kind of all these um plot points are, are are revealed pretty early on i don't want to spoil anything again but you know y- you are kind of given a good idea of what's going on and it does kind of compel you there's a lot of really good interaction between dust and fidget which i think um really yeah. drives it forward and kind of gets you caring about the characters and gets you interested in in what their motivations are but, yeah Sorry, Brandon, yeah. I cut you off. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't cut me off at all. That was a good point to pop in. Um, my other my other only real critique with the game, and um, after I was looking around, it seems like this is a fairly popular one, is, is I'm not a, I wasn't a fan of the of the voice acting. Hmm. And which is kind of weird because I think the voice actors themselves all delivered their lines fine, and I think that the people who did the voice acting was fine. It was just that something about the game that I, I didn't want voice acting in it at all. You know yeah. what I mean? I would almost, I would almost rather read that that kind of stuff and then um, imagine my own voices for it. Because I, yeah. I, I don't want to say like they did like a crappy job. It just hmm. something about it felt out of place to me. And um, yeah, that's that's really yeah, about no, it. I don't, I don't know why I would have that. I'm trying, I'm yeah. trying to really put my finger on it because it's not like you could say, oh, the voice actress for Fidget is just annoying. 
because she's yeah. not. She's actually a really talented voice actress, and she's well accomplished, and and yeah, uh, she's, and everything. She's awesome. Yeah, and then it's just I, like uh, there was yeah. just something about it, like yeah. It's just I, I guess you know I mean I really I I personally I I really liked it, but I mean I kind of was immersed in it as well, so it's like I probably I could be a bit biased, you know, say you know. <laughs> just a tiny wee bit biased uh, um, you know I really love the what Mac uh, kind of got Mac is the Devin Mac he runs a Tomb Platoon casting and he uh, I found him on Newgrounds and he had basically this is how I find the director for Dust uh, he had got this um, it was this take I'll give you a link to it afterwards so you can check it out but it's hilarious it's basically it's an angry post he basically taken an angry post by somebody who's you know the way mm-hmm. you know like like seven-year-olds when they're angry on the internet and the, like you know they spell like like l y k and stuff like this and um <laughs> it's basically like this but uh he you know the, the grammar was just so bad but he read it out like verbatim you know like just exactly as it was so it was like, he read yeah. it out really badly but like in a really like amazing voice and it was just like you have to help me. <laughs> you have the voice. You have the talent. Um, but um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like getting back to your point, um, like it, was, it did rub a lot of people the wrong way. But then, I think um, you know, it's it's one of those things. You know, it's like it's it's personal preference. And I think um, mm-hmm. I think uh, you know, Dean Dean could have like had the option in the game to turn off the voices. But I think that was just one of those things. He was really not because you know he got it all done and you know we went through a crazy amount of effort to put it in but like i think it was like you know that's exactly how you wanted to be presented mm-hmm. presented you know mm-hmm. but i think it did irritate a lot of people that you know he didn't have that option like he always you know you always should have these options to turn off the music to turn off the sound yeah mm-hmm. but you didn't have the option to turn off the voices which you know cracked a lot of people up like but um um, I don't know. I mean, if you like, you think about it, like, uh, it kind of reminds me of like you know old school like Disney films. I thought mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's kind of got that yep. sort of yeah. warm kind of tone to it. But which is kind of funny considering story. how violent the game you know can get. You know, which is there's <laughs> yeah, that yeah. awesome dichotomy kind of going on. I you know yeah. to kind of throw in here though, I, I, I guess I guess I really probably shouldn't have been expecting. Um, I'm not saying that the voice acting should have been awesome, but like I shouldn't have been expecting like a powerhouse performance because no Metroidvania beforehand has ever really done that. Like if you even think yeah. back to Castlevania Symphony of the Night, the voice acting in that is so bad and the lines are so bad that it's like it's <laughs> kind of become beloved because of these like crappy yeah. lines and crappy delivery. Um, yeah, I didn't even know that the I didn't realize that the voice acting had been like a complaint about the game. I thought, oh really? I, yeah, I thought it sounded pretty solid and and. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It didn't bother me at all. I didn't find it to be a distraction or anything like that. So I, I was surprised when I heard you say that, that apparently that was a common complaint with people about the game. That was, yeah. Well, for me, that was the only one. And I, I kind of was looking around on, uh, I think Wiki had mentioned some dude from GameSpot who, who kind of thrashed the, the voice acting. And I was like, I wouldn't thrash it. But um, no, no. Yeah. But I would say, like, if, if I had something to say, like, yeah, that's the one thing I kind of don't like, that would mm-hmm. be it. Yeah. But, I mean, I, otherwise, it's it's an amazing game. And I think that if people, especially right now, because right now as we record this, the Steam summer sales are going on. And you can get the game for, like, a buck or something ridiculous Yeah, it's, like it's something like 50% off or something it, insane. Yeah. But, I mean, the, 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 the animation is 
is absolutely astounding. Like you can tell he took the time to do it and you can tell mm-hmm. that he's a trained animator before he even went into doing any of this. The the yeah. gameplay is awesome as well because you get um what I think is a, a better juggling system and a better control system than games like Devil May Cry. Like I always kind of mm-hmm. get frustrated with games like Devil May Cry because it it I don't think they've there's been a game quite yet that does juggling well in a 3D platform. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. juggling always works awesome in 2D because you're only focused on that one plane. Right, it's up and down. Yeah, and forward it's down. up and yeah, down. Yeah, that's it. And, yeah, and you can do some. I was pulling off some amazing juggling on the on this, and I was like, wow, I didn't. I didn't realize it was this damn good at the game, you know? <laughs> yeah. The game um, does a good job of making you feel like a real badass with that. Yeah, song. yeah it really does. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know. I love the I love the the Easter eggs in there. I was kind of I was you know I was laughing my ass off when I got uh, Bandage Girl uh, <laughs> from Super Meat Boy. Mm. Like I yeah. found her like way up in the sky, and then I I got her one time, and then I like I insta died afterwards, and I, I I could never make it up that high again to see if she was still there for me to need to recollect her. So, oh man, um, you got you got to go to the the, the sanctuary. Uh, the 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 what's it called? It is called the sanctuary, isn't it? I think. I the think sanctuary. so. Yeah. You go there, and it's got all. It's like a wee old, like creepy house, and all the characters collect themselves there. Mm. And um, yeah, you go in there, and eventually, if you get us, then we start playing DJ music. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, nice. Yeah, you have to get both the ducks, and then uh, Glick sixteen from the soundtrack starts playing, blurring in the background. That's cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I gotta That's look awesome. up some of the Easter eggs and go go on a hunt in the game. Cause yeah, I, yeah. I try not to look stuff up while I'm playing it because I don't want to, you know. But but yeah, I definitely got to get in there and and look for all that there's, stuff. There's some really awesome ones. There's um, there's a Bastion one. I'm not gonna say all of them. I'm not gonna say any other ones actually. But I think a I got the Bastion one. one. Yeah. Yeah, and like it was amazing how like Dean basically like recreated the kind of Bastion feel in that area, like the all the ground sort of flying up below mm-hmm. you yeah so like he really sort of took the time to sort of tailor each kind of like easter egg to uh wherever it came from you know what's original mm-hmm. background and stuff yeah so, there's lots awesome. there's lots of good ones in there you'll, you'll you'll be able to get a few laughs out of it i think <laughs> yeah i don't want to say anything <clears throat> um let me see so so graphically it's awesome gameplay it's awesome um soundtrack sucks i mean i don't know who those guys <laughs> Deal with it. I mean, dude, terrible. I just, you know, I just made it on this kazoo right here. You know, so <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> Kazoos and claps. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you mentioned, Chris. You mentioned earlier that uh, that um, Dean had given you a snippet of Metal Gear Solid Three uh, music. Uh, what other kind of inspirations did you draw from with the music? Because uh, oh, it, it made me think of some stuff, but I don't want to say. Anything. I want to ask what, what you know, what kind of influenced you before i um it was it was a pretty massive list of stuff um basically uh we went through so much man uh we went through like um a lot of like sort of hans zimmer stuff mm-hmm. um sim city as well if you believe it oh really uh, yeah um halo 3 uh the odst stuff um dragon quest it dragon quest it there was hmm. uh some okay. a lot of stuff from that um that got a influence in it, and um, ease. I said before, but yeah, uh, ease yeah, three yeah. and ease four, like that stuff came back quite a lot in it. Um, I kind of think you know there was like a, there was other really obscure things. I remember you used to like link me to like uh, like J pop and stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I, I'm, how am I gonna like? I say, like, like I'm always up for doing everything. Like you know, I, I I'll try it out. But um, I think um, but this was after like there was a point where at the start it was like the style was East three, East four, um, and uh, other games. There's like um, I kind of like the Falcom sound as well. Like you know, if you listen to that, um, and uh, it's just kind of you know like rock with like big sort of DX pianos, which is kind of like that 80s, like, glistening mm-hmm. bell piano sound. Um, so really cheesy. And then Microsoft, like, obviously went, whoa, this game is pretty cool. And so they started looking into it a lot more, and that's whenever, you know, everything shifted from Dean winning the Dream Build Play to getting into talks of Microsoft, and they were, like, basically telling him things that they think he should do. And like they were trying to say, you know, like uh, they were offering to like give him like uh, a sound team and get composers in, and he was like, no, I'm gonna stick with the Hyperdux. It's fine. So we were mm-hmm. like, whoa, because he just he could have, you know, went with like <laughs> sure. these other people. And um, but they said, right, okay, well, if you're gonna do that, then we really recommend, you know, that you consider changing the sound aesthetic, the aesthetic of the the soundtrack. Um, to something more cinematic and orchestral. And at this point, we'd never done that before. Mm-hmm. That's whenever, you know, like I was saying, you know, like we started really researching in the film soundtracks and uh, the Mystic, Mystic Quest, or not Mystic, uh, Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff. And um, that's uh, kind of where we kind of, we, we had never done any like work with, um, like orchestral stuff before at all like I mean we, we'd studied it a bit like but not to the point where we were ready to like write the way we were at that point hmm. so um, we ended up just uh, Dean just kind of like took us by the hand at the very start and just showed us like you know lots of different like um, music influences that he really liked there was things like um, um, he was even referencing stuff like uh, Wild Arms 3 at points oh, like okay. it's, it's hard huh. it's hard to say you know like I mean you'll, yeah. you'll think Wild Arms 3 and then you'll go how does that, how does that fit in with like the sound? But it's like he wouldn't just go all like that. It'd be like listen to this, listen to uh, a minute thirty six in, and listen to that for twelve seconds. Wow! L- listen to that instrument. I'm serious, man. He is like an encyclopedia of music. He like and like we'll be sitting talking about something. I'll be like, so like. What, what do you mean? And they go, hmm, give me one second. I think I know where it is. And he would just go and find this, like, video. And I was like, how did you even find this video? It had, like, you know, four views on the internet. And he's like, yeah, listen to <laughs> four minutes, 30 seconds in. And I would go and go, right, okay. And it goes, something like that, but uh, not as heavy or whatever, you know. And he would just, like, I'm talking crazy speeds. Like, wow. he would just do this so fast. And um, he just kind of, he took care of us, like, you know, whenever we were doing it. But, like, I, I would say definitely, like, Hans Zimmer, um, for Dan, I think, uh, cause like, I mean, me and Dan didn't always write everything together in the same room, you know, they'd be like, he'd be like, right, I'm drafting up the cemetery soundtrack or cemetery, uh, theme tune. I'd be like, right, I'm drafting up the Abattis Forest one. Mm-hmm. And we would go off in our separate directions and then come back and start to like, kind of, you know mesh the sounds together so that it sounds like a soundtrack and it doesn't just sound like right separate, separate tracks <laughs> like well i've wrote this track on bongos it's like well i've wrote this track on uh kazoo happy bell yeah kazoo <laughs> yeah so um we did a lot of that and um yeah athena kind of took care of the whole referencing thing up to a point where he just let us it was kind of obvious what he wanted after mm-hmm. that and we just kind of 
went off it ourselves. But um, yeah, so those those influences. There are the runs. That's awesome. There's probably yeah. more, man, but I, I I would never stop talking if that was if I could remember. No, them, so. yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> this is the most informative show we've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I talk too much, so uh, no, you just no, uh, no. that's why we no, it's here, dude. Otherwise, it's, like... it's just us bullshitting about the game. <laughs> but, you know, I think I'm pretty sure when they did the music on that game. Yeah, it's not. It's nice. They to were have drunk. Your perspective, so. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, and they recorded it in one afternoon, and that yeah. was it. If if you felt yourself sobering up, you had to call it for the day. Take a rest. <laughs> Pick it up tomorrow. Go down. Go down to the local pub. I'm too replenish. sober to deal with you people. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. And Dan, actually, like just a random fact. Like if I look out my window, um, literally just across the street, exactly where he lives at the minute. I like live so close to him. Is, so is he like, staring at you right now? Is he in the window like? Uh, no, he's away to the beach today, the oh. bugger. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, he's away down to the beach. Um, just Oh, no, he's away to, yeah, the beach. The beach and then up the mountains. He's doing a big nature adventure today, so I decided to hang a few guys and said, I think it's far cooler than <laughs> <laughs> I hate nature. It's all right. It's all right. A, you're, you're doing me a favor. <laughs> beach or hang out with you guys i should have gone to the beach yeah. <laughs> it's okay I, I hate the sun i hate heat so yeah, but when I you're at the beach it's not as hot because the you know the sea breeze comes off from the ocean and it's cooler right by the you know by the water yeah yeah no they tried to twist my arm to go but um now i feel I bad thought, no don't don't i, I didn't want to go i, I actually didn't <laughs> like i was i was so excited that we'd finally got time to do this i was like no just no just take, <laughs> just take me a picture send it to my phone it's like i'm already there or you know what we could have done was we could have just had like a canned pre-recording of your of your you know responses and have been like that was great no i really didn't like that part dean is really awesome to work with and we could have just like kept like you a know, soundboard you, like, like a soundboard <laughs> oh man Awesome. Yeah, you could have. What you could have done is just left all the gaps in, and then I could record them at another point. <laughs> but it would probably be the worst show you probably put out ever. <laughs> that would be my fault. That would be entirely my fault. So uh, yeah, I mean, this game is is awesome. I mean, it is a labor of love, and it shows uh, the amount of polish yeah, on this game um, for an indie title is. I mean, it, it ranks up there with the best um, of, uh, in, uh, of recent uh, indie titles that have come out. And, um, I mean, if you're a fan of this type of game, then obviously you should already own it. But even if you're not, you should check it out because uh, it's it's pretty interesting. It's, it's pretty different from a lot of the stuff you see on, on Steam and, and even on Xbox Live Arcade. Um, and with it being on sale right now on Steam, I mean... You should just be buying it anyway, just because that's what you do when there's a Steam sale. You just you just buy yeah. everything. That, Instead of spending sixty dollars on one game, you can spend sixty dollars on like twelve games instead. Yeah. You know, yeah, buy twelve copies of Dust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give away eleven. Exactly, gift them, gift them to all your friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say this about the game, and, and this uh, there's kind of an interesting phenomenon going on in the world of gaming right now, where like big publishers are getting bigger and bigger, 
and the middle range publishers are kind of going away and and like it's almost impossible for middle range publishers to exist in in like the the current you know uh, market but the indie yeah. market is thriving really well so the indie market is really kind of tiny but it's games like dust and and what some people refer to as triple a indie and i i, I kind of hate that that term but yeah Damn. um it, it, it's games like dust that are starting to fill the void of what mm-hmm. the mid-range developers used to be doing. The games that have a high amount of polish, but at the same time, they're still taking a chance and doing something original and not really underneath the thumb of a, of a larger uh, publisher. So yeah. I, I, I hate to you know stand on a podium and go off on some kind of crazy tangent, but it's games like Dust that are important for, for gaming in general, you know, supporting yeah. the smaller guys that are doing good, hard work. Um, so that you can get stuff that isn't just another Call of Duty or another Assassin's Creed, and I love Assassin's yeah. Creed, so don't don't <laughs> don't stop me for that. But you know, a lot of people get tired of this, the same things over and over again. Yeah, no, I think you're right, and um, like again, not to seem biased, but I do everything you said there. I would say exactly the same thing. I think Dean's um, like this great example of not just a success story, but like um you know an example of like one guy doing it one guy like like a lot of sacrifice a lot of hard work but like also and one of the things that people kind of miss out on is the fact that um dean's working experience at microsoft was really really good like and i was there to see a lot of it and i was you know the way you get these kind of like stories from other independent developers or Mm -hmm. like you know microsoft you know screw those guys they're tough to work with it's like it's you know, it's you can't just peg them all under the same you know umbrella. You know, it's, right. it's it's not really the case, and also it just depends on everybody's you know opinions and views and you know how strong they are amongst you know their the group that they get to work with mm-hmm. at Microsoft. You know, so uh, I think he's actually put forward this kind of look that you know indie developers can work with these massive publishers. And not have a bad time, like because Dean made the game. I mean, if he had had more time, there would have been a lot of things he would have done differently. And like you know, he would have like you know had time to like make you know like certain elements of the game like more more challenging the way he had in mind and more aspects of the story as well. You know, it, it, there's stuff that had to be taken away, but mm-hmm. it actually worked well that it was. But I mean, that's another story. But you know, like he had. All the, he had, you know, although he, like he had this, um, like sort of di- like slice in his time frame, whereas you know Microsoft, like you know, if you can get it out for this time for somewhere of arcade, it'll be worth your time. It's like they still were there all the way, you know, with Dean and with us, you know, like talking and giving feedback and just offering, you know, their experience and stuff. So it's like. It's good because that just means, you know, people can go, well, actually, not people can go to these publishers if they have something good and they're scared of, you know, their precious creation being spoiled by somebody's stronger views who are going to go, change this or it's not going, or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that kind yeah. of, like, like, they don't always, you don't have to worry about that. Like, they're not, they, they didn't choke any of the ideas that Dean came up with, you know? It's like, well, that's good game, to hear. It came out as he wanted it to, you know, besides yeah. the things that he didn't have time to finish. But like mm-hmm. it's it's how he imagined it, which is a big a big plus in my book because and like it, it kinda it kinda puts to bed a lot of the stories of, you know, like maybe Microsoft or other publishers being really sort of 
constrictive with creativity, which is really not the case at all. I don't mm -hmm. think. Um, That's good to hear. Yeah. But yeah. Well, good I, I was just gonna say, I imagine that you know, in in a lot of those cases, I mean, you'll hear stories one way or another, and it's probably it comes down to like you were saying, a lot of times it, it's it could be the developer themselves might be hard to work with, and they just had a bad experience, and it just yeah. I'm not meaning to imply anybody specifically. I'm just speaking very generally as I've you know. I don't work in the game industry, but I work as a programmer, and I know you can have the same exact kind of experience where someone's brilliant, but yeah. they just don't, just a working relationship just doesn't work, you know? Yeah, And uh, totally. sometimes that happens, and unfortunately, those stories t seem to be the ones that, uh, you know... That you hear yeah. about the most? Yeah. Right, they drive, more, they drive more page clicks than the... Uh, than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. The squeaky um, wheel gets the grease. Exactly. That's... That's so true. It's so annoying as well. Like, cause like, I mean, I would, uh, like it was recently and like, it's, it's, it's kind of related, but it's like, um, like we'd finished a lot of work for kingdom rush and I'd be like on the website and like, we met the guys from Ironhide, uh, game studios when we were over at GDC and, um, they were awesome. They were so cool. And, um, really down the earth, small team. We just, you know, I wouldn't say got lucky, but they got what they deserved, you know? They got this big explosion of popularity. And, like, you know, they, they work. They don't stop working, like, because they're constantly working to make the game, fix the game, you know, expand the game, make more of the game. And, um, like, as soon as they bring something out, um, the only comments you see is, like, this is out. And then all the comments are, like, you know, fuck you, bring it to Flash, or fuck you, bring it to Android. <laughs> it's, like come on like i mean like and there's no comments going great i love kingdom rush or great you know it's like it's just all negative comments it's like <laughs> yeah, right human race yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know so annoying but uh i guess that's just that's what it is like like you said steven you know it's only the bad stories that really sort of get the the speed Mm -hmm. get get to the front page like but what are you gonna do yeah well speaking of uh bad stories uh we got uh some feedback here from <laughs> from <laughs> no i'm just kidding it's, it's good stuff uh, <laughs> uh tom wrote in and said uh, i'm really enjoying dust i haven't finished it yet but i really like everything so far the characters the story the art style graphics but what I think I'm enjoying most at the moment is the combat. After learning the combat, it gets fairly easy to string together some cool-looking combos to take out a group of enemies. I also like how there are some side quests and different areas to explore. It's also the first game in a while to keep me feel keep me feeling like playing it after I have stopped. That's good. That's cool. Positive. That's awesome. Good, good stuff. Thank you, Tom, very much. And uh, we also fill who, you know, is also one of the hosts on the show. He couldn't make it this week, like I mentioned earlier, but he did send us in a, a lengthy uh, bit of comment here. I'm going to I'm gonna try to do it uh, justice. Do you uh, want to do it in my Sean Connery voice? Uh, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> For a time that I, came from essentially <laughs> one man, this is an achievement. <laughs> I was going wow. to try and do, try and do uh, Phil's voice, but I, I don't think I could do it. Um, as long as we're not so, doing Christopher Walken voices, that yeah, no, no, it's okay. Yeah, no, none of that. We're not, we're not doing that. Uh, for a game that essentially came, came essentially from one man, this is an achievement. That said, I can't give everything a complete pa pass just because I know the amount of heart and effort that went into creating this game. Combat, while initially fun, and I did say, "Holy shit!" the first time I did a dust storm, starts to become <laughs> uninteresting. I pretty much had my set method of attack for every encounter after an hour or two of play. 
to compound that drag, this game was way too chatty for me. It overexplains the smallest details. There was a new enemy encounter at one point in which all three of the main characters determined exactly how to kill the enemy before I even had a chance to fight it. <laughs> so not only was it too chatty, but it also wasn't leaving much to the player. This happens a few times, so the pacing of the game sort of falls apart. The art certainly perplexes me. The hand-drawn animation is fantastic. Dust himself clearly got all of the attention here. The backgrounds are gorgeous. I dream to paint landscapes that, well, someday... <laughs> I read that completely wrong. <laughs> wrong emphasis, I, I like wrong emphasis on all the syllables there. So. <laughs> I, I, I dream to paint landscapes that, well, someday. But the character portraits are frightening. It was hard for me to take them seriously, and as a result, hard for me to take the story itself seriously. Did he play on Xbox or or, or PC? Because I liked the portraits. I you know, they were I'm fine. not sure about that. And and as I was reading that sentence, that thought popped into my head. I wonder if he did yeah. play it on Xbox. I'm not, I'm I, not sure. I I have not seen what. Like I said, a lot of people complained about the Xbox version of the portraits. I haven't seen those to know if they were like bad. Yeah, I thought or good I thought, or not. thought it looked great on 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 the uh, PC version. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and I, I was dreading reading this sentence. And that's not a shot at the fact that that the characters fall into the furry category. Oh God, we're gonna get so many furry that. comments now. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> Phil, Phil's got Phil does not speak for the entire Game Club podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was reminded of um, Muramasa, the Demon Blade uh, for the Wii. Yeah. Uh, they're both sort of Metroidish yeah. adventure games and have beautiful 2D graphics with the sort of hand-to-hand combat you've seen in 3D brawlers. Yeah. While the map in uh, Muramasa is a disaster compared to Dust, ultimately Muramasa's more satisfying combat is what got me to stick around and see that game to completion. Uh, if you're curious, I made it to the Hidden Cove in Dust before losing interest. Uh, I don't mean to come off too negative, though. Uh, this game hits enough of the right beats, and for a first-time effort, it's actually pretty mind-blowing how well this turned out. I totally recommend it to people to play. And he says he also appreciated the Wind Waker-style musical cues during, during combat. Oh, look at that! Yeah. Nice. Phil is it. Phil, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad people actually noticed that. That was uh, like we did that in like the last three weeks of crunch. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was like mayhem. It was like, hey, should we do some melodic combat? Like, yeah, yeah, okay, let's do that. <laughs> While all our hair's falling out and everyone's yeah. dying around us, flames everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, cool. I'm glad he liked it. Yeah. But, thanks, uh, thanks yeah, Phil. No. So, um, oh. yeah. I mean, I guess. Uh, I don't know what else I have to say about the game, you know, except that, like I said before, I mean, if you don't have it, you should you should definitely check it out. I mean, there, there's demos out there if you're not 100% sure, but if you're playing on Steam, I mean, it's a, it's a it's less than the price of a rental uh, to, to yeah. get the full game. And I believe there's a soundtrack bundle, too, I think, in there, too, maybe? I might be wrong. Uh, we tried to get that, but Steam were being oh, weird, okay, but okay. It, they haven't done it, so, but uh, you can get it on... Uh, our Bandcamp and on Louder as well. And okay. on your YouTube channel now too. And yeah, you can stream it all on the, on the YouTube channel as well. So. Nice. Any uh, kind of closing thoughts on the game from you guys? Uh, you wanna... Not really. I mean, for a little while we were, we were, we kind of hit a, a weird vein of reviewing less than exciting games. And it's, we've been, we've been doing some good games this year. We went from Fez to Super Metroid to this. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we, next we're going to be doing Rogue Legacy. Yes. So I'm kind of enjoying the vein of games that we've been playing lately instead yeah. of me going like, oh, this game's boring or I can't believe we paid money for this game. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Rogue Legacy, man, that looks really good. I haven't I haven't bought it yet because 
I have this thing, and I'm sure you you probably have it as well. You like you look at your Steam game list, and you're like, I've played three of these games, <laughs> and, and you realize because you go, oh yeah, yeah, it's on sale. Be silly not to buy it, and you buy it, and then you do work for another four months, and you go, you haven't played it at all, but it's installed on your system. So I feel mm-hmm. guilty, like grabbing Rogue Legacy without having the time put in. Cause it looks so good. The soundtrack's awesome for it as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, you, you guys should definitely be. I should be getting on that. Actually, I should be getting in the Rogue Legacy, getting myself sucked into it. I should just, I should just quit my job and just play Rogue Legacy. <laughs> I was saying the same thing. I was like, I just need to, just need to stop having these obligations yeah. so I can do work for the site. All, the, all these external things just screwing yeah. everything up. Yeah, post-its everywhere. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> So we'll be back in a couple weeks uh, with Rogue Legacy, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Not sure the exact date, but yeah, two weeks from now probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, so please, please look forward to it. If we haven't said it already, click on Chris's head to go yes. to uh, Hyperdux is Hyperduxes, Hyperduxes uh, YouTube channel, <laughs> the Hyperdux YouTube channel. Yes. that sounds less like I'm from New Jersey. Hyperduxes, yeah, Hyperduxes, like mm-hmm. and I'm actually not from New Jersey. I just live here now. Yeah, you're you're, you're catching our bad accent. It's starting to rub off on me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so if you click on Chris's head, it'll go to uh, the Hyperdux YouTube channel. I'll also have in the in the show notes below um, uh, links to their. Um, soundcloud SoundCloud channel and uh the hyperdux homepage as well where you can follow uh exactly what they're working on and Mm um i think they also have a a, a, you know book face thing so we'll uh we'll even link their book face thing yep i didn't know what you were i was like (laughs) it's the face it's the book of faces and if you're one of the people listening to the show well through the podcast form um you can follow chris at at hyperduck chris on twitter and also head over to hyperduck.co.uk. Check out the website, and I'm sure you can get links to all those places Randy just mentioned through there. Um, so definitely uh, do that, please. You can also follow yes, Randy on Twitter. How about that? At Randy Yasenchak, if you like. Like, anybody is going to know how to spell that. Get- Look in the show notes for the link. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I'm on there at Steve Wilkinson, and Phil is at Shamoozle, even though he's not here, but... That's that's where you can that's where you can find them. You can spiritually reach Phil there. And please head over to eldergeek.com, sub, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, MySpace, Friendster, wherever else we might be. <laughs> Dude, when I saw the commercials for MySpace on TV the other day, I was like, "What? What year is this?" What? <laughs> no, MySpace is still a thing. Yeah, no yeah. way. Your man Tom, yeah. he's still working on MySpace. That one photograph he has where he's like. I'm just working on MySpace. Like, give it over, Tom. Go Facebook now. Anyway, sorry. Uh, And uh, yeah, finally, um, if you're listening to the podcast forum, the uh, the Game Club theme music was uh, graciously provided by Josh Welshel. So head over to. No, it wasn't. Oh, Game Club theme music was Josh Welshel. Yes. The 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 music on on the podcast forum, not the YouTube channel music. Sorry, sorry for the confusion. Uh, The outro is by Chris. (laughs) Yes, correct. Yes. Uh, So for for that. Uh, head over to jwmusic.org and check out his work. And like uh, Randy was just saying, Hyperdux uh, Soundworks has also provided us with some fine music for our YouTube channel. So if you're watching on there, that's what you're hearing at the end. So sorry, a little, little convoluted way of saying all that. but them's, <laughs> them, them's the facts. Sorry. Them's the facts. 
Chris, man, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Glad to get you on here. Uh, yeah, it's worth Dave. the wait in every in every <laughs> aspect. Yes, same time in three years. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're, we're pegging it. We're pegging it in for next week, but realistically, it's 2018. We'll <laughs> or honestly, dude, if you ever wanted to come back, if you were just like, dude, I, I've been really playing X game and I want to talk about it on a podcast. You are always yeah. welcome to come back. You don't have to have worked on the on the, you know, on the game. We just wanted to bring you on because we were going to play Dust, and I was like, "Hey, we know somebody that like <laughs> actually did something with that game. Let's bring them on so they yeah, can talk man. dirt about the, the development process." <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually talk enough dirt about Dean. I'll uh, yeah, no, I'll, we'll we'll do it. We'll do a double triple podcast at some point. Just bad mouthing Dean for two hours. <laughs> <I reckon. laughs> Sounds good. Um, if you uh, ever get around to playing uh, Last of Us, give me a shout and um, yeah, don't right. don't don't look down. Just just do it. I, I do I've it. made this joke before, but I do feel like I am the I am the Last of Us to have played <laughs> that game. Literally, I cannot get my hands on a copy of that game, and, and uh, I keep on every video. They're like, "Hey, Randy, why haven't you reviewed The Last of Us yet?" <laughs> I don't have the cash to buy the damn thing yet. Give oh, me some man. time. Give me some time. Okay, okay. But what, oh, I'm saying to my to our fans to give me some time to you. Dude, if we ever do Last of Us, we'll bring you back on. Yeah, you guys definitely should be doing. Have you played it, Steven? I did, it? Yeah, I have. I haven't finished it yet. I'm about. I'm about Steven's got game. it. I got no it. excuse. No <laughs> excuse. You know what? That's what I'll do. As soon as he's done, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna book over to his house. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'd be like, hi, just give me the game, and I'm going back home. And, and drive the two hours back. Yeah, home yeah, yeah. it's only a couple hours. You could be here pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, well, thanks guys. very much for having me on, Mike. Oh, it's our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with Rogue Legacy, and we'll see you then.